This is CliffCentral.com. It's time for Anthea. Are you ready for Anthea this morning? It's time for her to give us all the latest in the world of finance, of the economy, and this is, of course, Budget Week. So it's a big week. People still love this one, Anthea, where you're singing. It's the best. So, um, it is budget week, so where is Tito going to get more money? Yeah, Tito's, uh, oh, well, from you, obviously. Yeah, but how? <laughs> How's he going to do that? Is he going to go for VAT increases? Is he what might. everyone's talking about? Is he no, going? actually, I doubt he'll put up VAT. You know, it is an election year. VAT is very... Um, unpopular mm-hmm. with your voters, so mm-hmm. I doubt he'll do that. He's probably going to look at some soft taxes again. So your tax, your fuel levy, your CGT, maybe dividend tax. You know what it is about this country? We do love taxing the rich, don't we? Mm. Um, you, do, we you know, do we still have a rich? Well, this is the problem, right, Ben? Is that the more you tax the rich, the more they leave. Yeah. Um, and so they'll take their money offshore. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been a tough week. <laughs> sure, we've only just started it. Yeah. You're like, Last week you're about, two, week. Two, yeah, hours, <laughs> about two hours into the week. And, and you're like, and this, like, I've had it. Can't do this anymore. Longest week ever. Oh, Jesus. All right, yeah. Um, he might put up his state duty, uh, sugar taxes. And yeah, you're right. We're probably looking for about 27 billion rand. Oh, and then, of goodness. course, you know, we have the ESCOM problem, which is just not going away. Or the electricity is going away, but not ESCOM problem. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've got Moody's who are probably going to be watching very carefully because they've still got us on negative watch, but they haven't downgraded us yet. And they've been making a lot of noise about how fiscal consolidation is so important. And on top of that, I think we're likely to see the um, National Treasury downgrade their GDP growth outlook. The last one they had for 2019 was 1.7%. Yeah. And then the Reserve Bank recently downgraded theirs as well. And I think it was – there's lots of these numbers. But I think it's in the region of 1.2 or 1.4. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're looking for National Treasury to go about 1.1, I reckon. Well, I just, mean, it's a big step well, To down, your but. point about how rich people just leave when it becomes too onerous for them tax-wise, I mean, the, the richest man in Britain has just quit the country. Ah, uh, yes. A billionaire oh. called Sir James Ratcliffe has relocated to Monaco in a bid to save $4 billion in tax. Sorry, four billion pounds in tax. So he's the chairman of a chemicals company, Ineos, which is a turnover of 45 billion pounds. He and two senior executives are reportedly set to benefit from tax avoidance by moving to Monaco. So when you try to squeeze rich people, they have options. They leave. Monaco is, of course, famous for its yacht-lined harbor and casinos as a well-known tax haven. And he could end up saving a fortune. Meanwhile, the treasury of Britain could lose out on around 400 million and four billion pounds separately, should it go ahead. There's so many examples of this. And when um, France put up their tax as well for for the wealthy, remember the actor Gerard Depardieu also Gerard left. Depardieu, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he went off to Belgium, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and already, what's the guy from um, the movie The Life of Brian? <laughs> yeah, Eric Idle. Is it Eric Idle? And... The other guy there, John Cleese, he's also in Monaco. Yeah, well, uh, yes, John Cleese is in Monaco, but that's because he's also trying to avoid uh, having to pay alimony to his ex-wife. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> a different tax there's, discussion altogether. There's, yeah. a, there's, so, a lot so there's there. probably a lesson in that, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to attract foreign direct investment, one, make sure electricity is working, and two, give them beneficial tax rates. So, yeah. And also give us beneficial tax rates, the people who actually built this place, who yeah, are here every day. Absolutely. I, I cannot disagree with you, Ben. Um, and then something we've been waiting for, ComAir finally announced last week that they'd won the settlement against SAA for their anti-competition case, which started 14 years ago. So SAA mm-hmm. are now having to pay ComAir 1.1 billion rand Plus 14 years of interest and legal costs, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> that's another that's another issue that we're going to have to deal with in the budget because SAA is funded by your tax money, mostly yep. at this stage anyway, which, of course, it shouldn't be. Um, so, yeah, so SAA start paying at the end of this month. They've got three years to pay the, the, the total cost. Um and then no surprise, Comair's share was up as much as 31% on Friday. That's because the settlement is close to half their market cap. <laughs> so half the value of the company paid by SAA. Um, and then it closed about 20, 21% higher. But that was mostly due to profit taking, which occurred, um, you, you know, if the share is up 31%, of, pe- of course, people who are holding are going to sell. Yeah. Um, and then another share that jumped huge, well, it jumped on Friday, but in fact, it was down earlier on the week. Mm-hmm. In the week, it was down 25%, I think Monday or Tuesday, um, because news came out that Microsoft had canceled two of its reseller agreements with EOH. This is the IT company. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it, it, it was big news. I mean, it was kind of no explanation given really was how that went. And so, of course, EOH are going, still going to be able to provide Microsoft product, but they're now going to have to buy it through an intermediary, which means that that'll squeeze their margins. Um, and so lots of drama there. You're looking at Microsoft sales contributing between 35 and 50 million rand. And so hips will fall, but we can extrapolate, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hips will fall by 5%. And of course, the share was down 25%. It, wow. It bounced 25% yeah. down. It bounced huh. 15% on oh. Friday because I think we're looking, people are looking for cheap shares in inverted commas. Sure. This is a share that two years ago was 150 rand and on Friday closed around 18 rand. 1770 to be exact. Ow. So you can imagine the bottom pickers, right? Mm. But you know what they say, Ben, in our industry, only monkeys pick bottoms. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and then the private so poetic schools. poetic and lovely. <laughs> Very. Almost like what BSDs. Um, and the private school business, Cura, released a great set of results last week. Yeah, that is such a good business to be in at the moment because public education is just so disgusting. So that, what was that, that you're basically writing your own check. Basically, yes. If you're if you're on, in private education and you, you, you're providing people with a service they they love, they're willing to pay for. Well, well, this is interesting, Gareth, because um, the number of learners increased by twelve percent. But anecdotally, I'm hearing that people can't afford to keep their children in these semi-private schools because they're putting up school fees by m- almost double inflation. In fact, well, almost triple inflation. It's a supply and demand thing. There just Absolutely. aren't enough private education institutions, so they can push up the price. Yeah, and, and obviously 
things are growing. Our headline earnings per share was up 23%. I, I think this, you know, this is probably still a good share to own going into the future, even though consumers are under pressure. You're right. It's a supply and demand and there's not enough supply and a lot of demand. And also, the, the the business is managing to hold on to kind of their margin quite significantly by increasing school fees and not spending that much on capex. And the question, of course, is can they expand as much? And of course, the other thing when when you think about a schooling business, you you kind of let's say you start at grade whatever standard six is high school it'll take four years for that school to fill up so as the business grows the school actually fills up Mm -hmm. Um, and then what these businesses school businesses are doing as well is they're moving into tertiary education so now you've got previously where you had kind of the early starters growing with the school the school grows if you know sure of course yeah and then you take them through university as well there you go it's great um, and then Diskem put out a trading update, top line growth of 10.7%, a little bit softer than we expected, even though it was p- particularly good. But you know Diskem have had this issue with um, with the strike in December. So their mm-hmm. staff were striking and they burnt down one of the warehouses. I'd say uh, growth in the business still very good and on an adjusted basis not bad despite the – tough trading environment. And so it's another share that I'd really actually still want to hold. All right. Um, and what else is there? And then lastly, Discovery put out a trading update, much weaker than expected, profit falling around 4%, but mainly that's due to costs associated with the launch of the Discovery Bank, of course, which we're all very excited about, and Vitality Invest in the UK, which they're starting up. Um, balance sheet still remains very well capitalized, especially after they've implemented technical new accounting measures and they were able to release quite a big sum of money from their balance sheet. You know how they, um, banks and insurances have to hold a certain amount of cash sure. to cover claims um, against – in fact, so do we as asset managers um, – in case there are any claims against the institution. But from accounting practices for Discovery, they've now managed to release quite a big portion of this cash. And so, yeah, still going strong is our Discovery. Cool. Well, good for them. Sure. So shall we speak on Thursday about the budget, maybe, if there's Please, anything interesting? Let's. No, I think yeah. a lot of people would be fascinated to hear what uh, what your insights there might be. I think there's a lot going on, and Tito's got a lot of balls to juggle, so it would be it would be a good idea for us to catch up then. Have a good week, guys. Thank you so much. Anthea Gardner, The Money Shot. Very nice. This is cliffcentral.com.